This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, November 1st, 2015. Truths that transform the forgiven forgive. Given by a disciple member, Dr. Carlton Parker. My name is Carlton Parker. I'm a sinner that loves the Lord and just blessed to be standing before you today to deliver today's message. This is not something I do normally, so forgive me if things don't go perfectly, but that's all right. You know, also a member of the leadership team here at church, and you know, part of my job as a lay leader is to kind of represent you and support you throughout the church and throughout our lives together, and so if you ever have a need for me, please contact me, and uh, we'll do what we can to address whatever is going on in your life. You know, it might be hard for some of you to believe this, but I was recently flipping through my, my um, AARP magazine, and I'm glad you laughed at that. That was, that was the cue. That was what was supposed to happen. And, and the magazine has that just turned my mic off, that um, really offers information for those of us that are in the second halves or third thirds of, of our lives. And you know, this last edition though featured a list of 50 items that we could use as older folks, I consider myself one of those folks, to stay healthy. Uh, number 20 on that list was for us to learn to stop stressing, stop fretting, give up on some of those things that really are kind of holding us back. The one thing that kind of helps reduce our blood pressure and lower our heart rate is to get rid of some of that stress, especially when we're dealing with things around betrayal and around conflict, which we, I'm sure we, most of us do experience. According to uh, the study that was published in the Journal of Behavioral Medicine, the one thing that we can do to live longer is to forgive. One thing that we can do to live longer is to forgive. Uh, releasing anger, it helps uh, de-stress us and, and also um, helps us stay away from some of those triggers that could you know, really you know, get involved in, in heart disease. So learning to forgive is one of the things that's very helpful. We're starting a new series today, um, as was mentioned here for the month of November, The Truths That Transform, and the title of today's message is um, The Forgiven Forgive. We're going to take a look at some of the truths in the Bible that have a strong impact in our daily lives and hopefully for those of the lives around us. Can you pray with me, please, if you would? Gracious God, we thank you today uh, for all that you have given us particularly that extra hour of sleep this morning, and ask that you now focus us in and help center us to the message that you have for us, Lord. Use these words to transform our lives in all the days to come. We thank you again and pray in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit, and everyone here this morning said, Amen. Well, um, forgiveness is an aspect that we hear a great deal about in, in the Bible, throughout the entire Bible. You know, the folks that Jesus chose as his disciples were everyday people just like you and I. And those that made a decision to follow him experienced the power of his forgiveness just about in everything they did. And they learned about that importance also in their own lives. Jesus wants that same blessing for us for today. If we go to the Bible, in the book of Luke, chapter 3, verse 3, it states, He went into all the country around the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Later, in the same book, chapter 24, he told them, this is what's written. 
The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses to these things. You know, if we think about the life of Jesus, it's possible for us to interpret his entire life and his death as examples of forgiveness. Not to mention the fact that he gave his life on a cross as a gift for the forgiveness of our sins. I'd like to take a quick poll, if I could. I'm going to ask you to raise your hands if you have forgiven someone. Wow. Hands down. That was pretty much the same response I got also in the first service. So just about everyone here today has had the opportunity to forgive someone else. You know, in my work at school, I work with children as young as four years old up to about the age of 10. And whenever there are conflicts that we deal with together, I ask them to apologize and also ask them to forgive. And for most of them, it's like, okay, I forgive you. Can we go play now? (laughs) Or, okay, I forgive you. Can you sit with me at lunch? You know, it's quick and it's easy. It's not quite always the case for those of us as adults. In fact, forgiveness can be an event that takes an entire lifetime and can be one of the most difficult things for us to accomplish. When we look at forgiveness from this standpoint, it's not as easy for us to undergo. A definition here that we can use is uh, forgiveness is a process that is intentional and voluntary that requires a change in feelings and attitudes about an offense committed toward us by an individual. Wikipedia has definitely added a lot of words and wordsmith to to the point where it's not something that goes by pretty quickly. Because along with learning how to forgive, we also need to get rid of all the negative emotions that come with unforgiveness, like vengefulness. Revenge often gets in the way of forgiveness, and it's easy to think of ways on how to get them back or how to have them feel the exact same way that I feel. When we think of forgiveness in those terms, it, it will be very difficult and I'm wondering if there's someone in your life right now that you'd like to get revenge on but needs your forgiveness. Peter Bellini is an author that wrote a book called Truth Therapy, and and he defines forgiveness as one of the greatest needs in in our humanity. He describes it um, as a cycle. It starts with a step one, and some type of offense or a pain or strife that has been directed toward an individual. That would cause that someone to just feel offended. You might have heard these statements. Did you hear what she said? Or did you, did you know what he did and what he said? Did you hear that about me? The second step in that cycle is unforgiveness. I don't care what he said. I am not apologizing. The pain may be so bad that forgiveness is the last thing on your mind, and since that pain is so deep, the individual can't think of anything else but how to get revenge. She better watch out. I'm going to make up a story and put it on Facebook. I'm going to take a picture, embarrass it, and leave that and post it everywhere for everyone else to see. She needs to get what she deserves. Have you heard those comments before? This is the third step in the unforgiveness cycle, and the feeling of vengefulness can take over our entire body and spirit and then results in further offense. I'm going to do him one better. I'm going to tell his friends what he did, and I'm going to see how he feels about that. Of course, that cycle just continues to perpetuate 
over and over until someone comes to their senses and breaks that cycle. This happens in a lot of relationships and, and happens in many of our families. Many times, someone impartial that nobody knows, that knows nothing about the situation, needs to step in to break that cycle. And you know, since our churches are made up of people, is it true that the forgiveness that we should be thinking about, is that considered one of the greatest needs of our churches as well? Does the cycle continue from our families and bleed into our church family? One of the ministries I'm involved in is called the Peninsula Delaware Conference Conflict Transformation Team. Uh, there are members of a team that get together, both laity and clergy, and we're used as a resource to congregations that might be experiencing some conflict within their church. Of course, whenever we're called out to respond, it's because of a situation where that cycle has started within the church. It starts with some faction or some member or some members of the church becoming offended. Maybe it's an influential church leader. Maybe it's the pastor. And that church leader is not willing to forgive in some cases. And of course, this step causes sides to form, that side against that side, this person against this person. And those feelings of revenge begin to surface. But before you know it, the cycle not only repeats itself, but it grows and grows and intensifies for years and years to come gets to the point where it gets completely out of control and outside help is needed. You know, our team uh, is, our primary duty as part of the team is to, to enter the situation, to listen to as much as we can, and to offer God's transforming grace as a process, as part of that forgiveness process, because we got to break that cycle. There are two approaches to forgiveness that we need to talk about today, and, and the first one is an acceptance that we will receive. We must understand and accept the fact that God forgives us for our sins. We need to repent of our sins and ask God to forgive us and to be open to the Holy Spirit. And the Bible tells us in, in the book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 38, Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Later on in the book of Acts, therefore, my friends, I want you to know that through Jesus, the forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. The book of Romans tells us that we all have sinned and we all fall short of the glory of God. Most of us recognize that sin is a bad thing and we work as hard as we can to keep it out of our lives. The reality for us comes in knowing that God forgives each of us. God helps us understand that a life of sin is destructive and will bring us certain death away from an eternal life in Jesus Christ. He tells us to go and sin no more. We also understand that grace comes from God, who always, always, always forgives us. Jesus took our sin to the cross because, because of that gift, God will always forgive us. He wants us to know that his grace is always available through forgiveness, even when we don't deserve it. All you need to do is to repent of your sin and ask God for forgiveness. We are the forgiven. We are the forgiven. You are one of God's people, knowing the power of God, but remember, with great power comes great 
responsibility. That's exactly right. God wants us to feel his power through forgiveness, and he also wants us to share his power as we forgive others. That second approach that we want to talk about today is that we must accept that God wants us to do the same thing when it comes to forgiving other people. These two approaches are, are connected and depend on each other for us to experience the full grace that God has for us. Last week, we took a look at the Lord's Prayer, and we were talking about daily bread. If we can refer back to that same prayer today, our Father, which art in heaven, give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. That word trespass is committing an offense against another individual, or in other words, committing a sin against another individual. So, do you think about that when you think about that coworker at work that just rubs your last nerve? Do you think about this when you think about your neighbor across the other side of the fence who plays the music too loud and doesn't manicure his lawn the exact same way that you manicure yours? Do you think about this when you think about your child's other parent? That would be your baby mama or a baby daddy. And when the child has visited that parent, they come back and you hear, well, daddy said, I didn't have to. Or mama said, I don't need to. Do you think about those trespasses? In Luke 23, 34, Jesus said, as he was on the cross, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And that's what happens many times when we are offended. Those that offend us do not really know what they're doing. They must be forgiven as well just as Jesus forgives. Many you sitting over here, and you know, we uh, moved her from Sussex County up to uh, Middletown a few years back, and it was, it was a great time for her, a great time for us. But we also learned the importance of cleaning out old stuff. Now, the house that I grew up in, the house that she lived in, she was there for 40 years. So you can imagine the amount of things that were gathered over the 40 years. The pile got higher and higher, and the truck got loaded more and more. But it was a good thing, because we learn the importance of deciding what to keep, what's good for you, and what you really need to let go of. Being the person that she is, it made it you know, difficult for her to decide what to do. She would often ask our opinion, and we would always say, well, are you going to use it? Do you really need it? Or can you get it someplace else? I mean, that was pretty much our response. And it was difficult because, you know, because of, of, of the lives that she has experienced, you know, those things were important to her. But we also need to use this as an example to realize that the more we hold on to some of those old things the less room that we have for God's new life to enter our lives. It's important for us to learn to let those things go. We encourage mom to understand that there are so many new opportunities coming towards her, so many new things that she will experience, that holding on to those old things and those old memories is really not worth it in some cases. She's really doing well with this concept, and she's involved in a lot of things here at church and volunteers throughout the community and because of a lot of your prayers and a lot of your gifts and a lot of your connections, she's opened up to the new things that God has available for her. 
So continue to pray for her and help her be open to what God has. You know, forgiving can be a difficult thing to do. God has made it very clear that he wants, he expects us as Christians that we are to forgive others just as he forgives us. In the book of Mark, chapter 11, it states, and when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive your sins. And in Luke chapter 6, do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. God is making us better people by telling us to forgive, and he says that it's in our best interest to forgive. We receive the most benefit from forgiving other people, and it helps us let go of that anger and that vengefulness and opens our heart to receive the glory that God has for each of us. When we live a life of unforgiveness, we're separating ourselves from God. Unforgiveness takes away our time, takes apart our souls, breaks our hearts, and threatens our daily lives. God really wants us to stand with him and let the acts of forgiveness bring us closer to his love. Now, you know, the most difficult act of forgiveness that I have experienced is learning to forgive. Over my life, I've learned to keep the important things close to heart and one experience at work that causes me to expand comes around during the holiday season. So I work with children and work with families. We like to provide uh, items for, to help make holidays go better for families that may not be able to provide for themselves. A few years back, it was my last delivery of some holiday items before heading home to begin a long-awaited holiday vacation. During... Um, Driving home was one of those, it was one of those nights where you really look forward to. Everything's behind you, and all the great stuff is before you. A few days off, time with your family, getting ready for a great time. You've done, someone, done some good for someone else, and you look forward to spending time with your family. You know, that, that, that specific night had its own concerns, because the, just the night before, the night previous, uh, my mother-in-law had died. She had suffered from a long, long illness, and, but we, we felt good that she had been suffering no more. You know, the fact that she was being unselfish in her last few days helped us really deal with her death in a really good way. Her unselfish heart eased the wounds. So after dropping off my last bundle to my last family that night, I was on my way home. I had an experience that changed many lives that night. That night, I was involved in an auto accident that resulted in the death of a 15-year-old student. That night taught me God's unwavering love that he has for me and for all of his children because I was not charged as a result of the investigation of that accident. No charges at all. That night also taught me the power of God's forgiveness. I, I got to say that I'm still struggling and learning to forgive myself, but I know that God is caring for me. Because just last week, prior to the holiday season, we gathered many of our staff members together to go make deliveries for the Halloween season 
We delivered books and treats to some kids at four different locations in our, in our district. And as you would expect, stop number two was at the very same location where my accident took place. Had I known that, I wouldn't have gone. I wouldn't have gotten on the bus. I wouldn't have been a part of that at all. But God knew that. He had me join our staff, join the families that were together that night, and use that time to help me realize that he has forgiven me, even though I have still not forgiven myself. I need your prayers on that. I need your continued support on that. Because I know I'm going to glory. I'll learn as time goes through that God is waiting for me to forgive who I am. God continues to carry me through that experience and is bringing me closer to forgiving myself with the help of my family, my church, my God, through the Bible and the support of a Christian counselor, I am learning too that I am limited in receiving God's future glory as long as I hold on to that past. God's forgiveness will make us a new people. Stated in Colossians, for he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son that he loves in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. You know, we all need to repent our sins and ask God for forgiveness. Only then can our sins be washed away and we be forgiven. Full forgiveness, full forgiveness, we must also forgive those that have offended us. Someone in your life right now that you need to forgive be it a family member, a co-worker, a boss, or a neighbor? Are you still holding on to offenses that you cannot let go of? What can you do this week to learn to let go? Don't let that cycle of unforgiveness take over your life and keep you in bondage. Earlier, I took a poll uh, to find out how many of you have ever forgiven someone else. I'd like to take another poll, but I'm going to not ask you to raise your hands. And this poll would be to find out how many of you have been forgiven. Everyone who confesses of their sin and believes in Jesus is forgiven. Every single one. Know that God forgives you, as is stated in the book of Acts. All the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. Please remember, folks, the forgiven forgive. That is the word of God. Amen and amen. Let's pray together, please, if we could. Father God, we come to you again to thank you for all the blessings that you've given us. Lord, thank you for the gift of your son, on a cross for our forgiveness, Lord. Please help us know, help us understand the things that we need to do to break that cycle of unforgiveness. Help us release and help us, relet go, help us let go of all those vengeful feelings, Lord. Step in. Take control. 
be the guy that we need. We thank you again for today, for this message, and pray in the name of Jesus. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, everyone gathered here said, Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church. Connecting people.